So if you will, bow your heads with me. Dear God, we come to you now at the appointed time and just ask that you just speak to us directly, dear Lord. And just allow us to hear your message and then be able to live it. Live it amongst our family and friends and out into the world and be a bright light as you shine through us. And dear Lord, let people feed on the fruit of the spirits as you live through us. And they can meet you in the first person as you shine through us. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Been talking about foundational subjects, and this is something where we've uh, kind of gone back to review some of, the, uh, some of the subjects that we kind of take for granted and that we may, you know, we think we understand them and um, we have applied them to our, our lives and, and the way that we live and to the way that we believe. But sometimes through age and through encounters and through cynicism and through defeats and arrogance, through pride, whatever, whatever you know, the things are that affect you and I, um, they, can, they can end up kind of tainting some of our underlying foundational beliefs, and that can bleed through. And we've talked about several of them. And uh, today I'm, I'm going to talk about one. Um, it's the subject of freedom and freedom is a word that gets thrown around a lot um, recently um, and, and especially in the last 20 years but it's, it's been a word kind of that Americans have kind of woven into the fabric of the American flag the American society and it's kind of like what we stand on and that is that we are a free people and we, you know, came out of oppression from England and from religious oppression and then, you know, then taxation without representation, the Boston Tea Party, all that stuff, you know, we learned in, in our history and all the activities there and the American Revolutionary War and all those guys who, you know, and that's all, you know, that's all been passed down and, and, and yes, we, we are proud, we are thankful for the, our freedom. We're thankful for those who are still fighting right now. Um, you know, like I, um, my daughter's boyfriend, Isaac Burtis, he's gotten to come home and he's, you know, he's been home the last week and, and just great to see him, have a little bit of normalcy with him hanging around and stuff. And, to see Tori's eyes light up and, you know, to see her smile a little bit bigger than usual. Um, so, you know, we're aware of that. But what we don't want to do is to take, take the subject of freedom and then allow it to be misconstrued because that's what the devil does. He misconstrues almost everything in our lives. And, and all, all the stuff that God implemented and has given us to be a blessing, um, the devil comes in and turns it around and ends up being a, a weapon used against us, okay? And freedom can be that type of weapon, okay? So we need to look at freedom, and we need to look at it for what the Bible says and look at it through the biblical definition of what is freedom, all right? And uh, so, first and foremost, we need to understand where we get our freedom and where, because, because if, you, if you talk to people now, we talk about God-given rights. 
in God-given freedom. And that is absolutely correct because Christ is who makes us free. But here's, here's what can happen. And here is how the subject and the belief in, in, the, in the subject of freedom can get tainted is that um, unfortunately, just like everything else in our lives, it ends up becoming selfish and self-centered. So we take almost everything. We take, um, for instance, love, and we make it self-centered. Um, what, what do I love and what makes me feel loved? And, you know, that's what we strive for, and that's the decisions that we make. That's what, that's what guides us is surrounding love is like, what, what do I love, what makes me feel loved, and uh, what makes me happy? And, you know, that can filter down through how we raise our kids and we, uh, how, how you treat your spouse. And, um, you know, money, the root of all evil, we become selfish with that. Um, just, just everything, time and, and um, just anything that God gives us, um, you know, even, even the intimate stuff inside of marriages and stuff, if, if that becomes self-centered and, and viewed in a selfish way, then that's destructive to the marriage because it's no longer a joint thing. Now it's me, and you're here to make me happy. And so if, we, if we're not careful, um, what can end up happening is, is we take this, this amazing blessing of freedom, and then we self-center it and make it a selfish thing to where I have freedom and I'm free to do anything. And if, you know, and I can do what I want to do. And, you know, if you don't like it, then, you know, that's, that's your problem. That's not my problem because I'm, I'm free and I have this freedom and I have these God-given rights and these God-given freedoms. And um, so anything that God blesses us with, if it ever turns into a selfish thing, then, then you've absolutely removed Christ from that subject. Because if you read the Bible, and you read the Bible word for word, and take it for what it is, you never see a selfish moment in Jesus Christ. Never. Never. And it says, stand fast, therefore, where I'm out of Galatians 5.1, Therefore, in the liberty or the freedom by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. So the, the idea here is that we receive freedom, not just naturally. And, and, and let, me, let me say this, because this is a biblical sermon about freedom. I'm not running for president, and I'm not, I'm not trying to make a... Uh, you know, a, a commercial here or anything, but I'm, I'm giving you the biblical definition of freedom. And here is the biblical definition of freedom, is that if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you have accepted his sacrifice at Calvary for the payment of your sin, and you have received his atonement and his salvation then you are free and you have received freedom and that can only come through jesus christ his life 
his sacrifice, his death, his resurrection, and his salvation. All right? And, and let me say this, too. All right? Just being born an American does not make you free. It means that you live in a free society, you know, but it does not mean that you're free because so many of us, even sometimes Christians, we wrap ourselves back up into the yoke of bondage that Christ freed us from. In fact, it says, Jesus says, if you're not careful, you know, and, and, and especially this is Paul writing this to, to the people in Galatia and to Christians in Galatia. And at that time, they were wanting to slip back into the law. And they were wanting to do all the things that Jesus accomplished and freed them from. And if you're honest with yourself and you have an honest conversation with yourself, you'll come away and know that even though Jesus Christ has made you free, it's almost built inside of you, not almost, it's built inside of us to go back to the very yoke of bondage that Jesus Christ freed us from. Because it's natural to us. But Christ has made us free. So first and foremost, Jesus Christ is the source of freedom. And the only way to receive it is accepting his salvation. Okay? So then you say, well, what was the purpose of the law? What, what's the big deal about the law? Okay, in, in, in all that. And it says, then what purpose does the law serve? This is out of Galatians 3. And it said, it was added because of sin. Because of sin, God put a moral code together so that people could live morally and they could live in a way that sin just didn't dictate their lives. All right? But the law was given... As a moral code, it was given as a way to live moralistically, but it was also given with a promise. You understand that? That's what, that's what it says right here. And it says that it was added because of sin until the seed, Jesus Christ, should come to whom the promise was made. So even though the Israelites lived under the, the Jews, they lived under the law, okay, and they had to do what the law said. The law was given, but it was given with an underlying promise of freedom, and that underlying promise of freedom is that Jesus Christ would come, and he would die for us, and he would break the yoke of bondage of sin and death from us. And it says there that, um, and it was appointed through angels by the hand of the mediator, now, a mediator does not mediate for one only, but God is one. And so now we're talking about how the whole Trinity comes together, and it is in perfect harmony. And because of that perfect harmony, it is perfect. And that means that the process that God set up, meaning the law and then the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ and the freedom that you get, that is how we get to perfect freedom all right so the promise was by faith and it says that is the law then against the promise of god absolutely not okay for if the law had been given and could have given us life and could have given us freedom then that would have been enough if it could have brought us righteousness if the law could have forgiveness of our sins forever 
then there would have been no reason for Jesus Christ to come. But the scriptures were confined under the power of sin, and the promise of faith in Jesus Christ is the only way to ever break the bondage that we are tied up in and captive by in our sins. The only way to break that is not by checking off a moral code and trying to do your best. The only way you get there, the only way you achieve tr true freedom from sin, true freedom from all the transgressions in our lives, is through the acceptance of Jesus Christ and his salvation. And it says there that, but before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law. Kept for faith, which would afterwards be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ. All right? And this is what it's saying, is that the law was there. It did serve a purpose. Okay? Because we're not... Sometimes, sometimes when grace gets preached, they just take the law and throw it away. Okay? That's not what's happening. It serves a purpose. And the purpose of the law is to always point us towards Jesus Christ. And if you ever hear Jesus Christ talk about the law, he says, it says, you know, do not murder, right? And they all said, yes, that's what the law says. And he says, I say that if you say anything terrible about your brother, you murdered him. And they're all like, what? And then he says, this says, don't be adultery, don't commit adultery, correct? Yes. Well, I say, if you look at someone with lust in your eyes, then you've already committed adultery in your heart. And they're all like, well, who can keep this? And Jesus Christ took the law and he raised it up. And everybody looked around and said, well, nobody can do this. We need another way. Amen. Jesus Christ is the way. He is the only way. Christ fulfilled the law. And that's what he did. Okay? It says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made, has made us free from the law of sin and death. If you have accepted Jesus Christ and his salvation, celebrate every single day knowing that you are free from death and from sin. He has wiped it away. And it says, for what the law could not do because it was based on the flesh. And it was based on the ability of us to do what the law said that we could do. And we can't do it. Okay? And that is something that we need to look at here in 2020, coming out of 2020 and moving into 2021, is that, man, we have searched, scoured the world for every kind of man-made answer and stuff. That's what the Bible says would happen in the last times. It says they'll go from shore to shore looking for answers. Okay? But there is one answer, and the answer is Jesus Christ. And it says that even though the law was built on the weakness of our flesh, our ability to keep it, God fulfilled it. He perfected it by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. He came as a man on the account of sin. And, and let me make this statement right here, okay? Because was Jesus Christ the greatest teacher to ever, to ever teach? Yes, okay? And if you, if you do the things that he says you will do, then your life will be a whole lot better, okay? And uh, was he the greatest miracle worker to ever live? Yes, okay? In fact, he was telling people, don't tell anybody I did this because it was, you know, that's all he was ending up doing all the time, all right? And uh, was he the perfect lamb of God? Yes, but here's, here is the purpose of Jesus Christ becoming a man. And the Bible is very clear about it. And it says that Jesus Christ came to die for sinners. And Paul puts the tag, I, of whom I'm the worst among everyone. 
Okay, so there is the point is that Jesus Christ came. He came to fulfill the law because the law wasn't able to give us salvation. And the only way that we ever truly get freedom, it doesn't matter what country you were born in. It doesn't matter what your zip code is, how much money you make or who you can pay off or what you can do. It doesn't even matter if you're imprisoned. Okay, it doesn't even matter where your situation is. If you get salvation, through Jesus Christ, you have received freedom, and you are free. And he condemns sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law would be fulfilled in us who do not work, walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Okay? So, let's move on. How, what does this look like in application? So, let's talk about the application of freedom. Okay? And I will remind you that in Galatians that we receive our freedom from Jesus Christ. And again, I, I just want you to know that please, in your prayers, rejoice for the freedom that you've been given through Jesus Christ. And then pray that you won't put on the bondage that Jesus Christ freed you from, the yoke of bondage. Don't revert back to that. That is what the Christian walk is, okay? It's one step back and then two steps forward. One step back and two steps forward, okay? And I get it. I get it, especially after this kind of year. It's been a tough year. Been a tough year, all right? I'm in the nut. Look, look at that. Arianne said, I told you once already, and I said it again, and then I don't know what happened after that now. I was in the garage with the dog, and, and we got tangled up, and uh, if you ever tried to headbutt a, a GMC truck, the truck wins every time, all right? So I'm ending, I'm ending with a black eye. <laughs> so kind of kind of figurative for the year 2020, all right? So, but we receive our freedom from Jesus Christ. No other way, okay? We get freedom, and the way you receive freedom is from grace. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Okay? Now, do you understand what that means? And, and I'm going to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get in trouble. <laughs> All right? Here we go. And I'm going to say this. Sometimes Christians don't like grace. I'm just going to say it. Especially ones who have been around forever and they've lived through trials and tribulations. And uh, sometimes they get judgmental and, you know, sometimes um, they look down on people. Sometimes they think, you know, um, it was too easy for you. And, uh, you know, sometimes they wonder if people really got it. And that's not our place. Okay? That's not our place. Should you, should you build people up? Absolutely. Should you pray for them? Absolutely. Should you encourage them? Absolutely. Should you be there when they fall? Absolutely. Can you talk to them when you think they're doing wrong? Yeah, if you do it in a loving way that they can receive it in? Absolutely. But, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I don't care if you've been a Christian for 99 years or you got saved 10 minutes ago. We all receive the same grace. All right? And, it, and it's in the perfect, it's perfect grace. You get the perfect amount. So... It's not for us to go around and to judge, and, and, and we should be celebrating that people receive grace. 
And it doesn't matter what happened in the past. If we're really going to sing songs about Jesus can make the vilest sinner clean, then let's start believing it before we start singing in it again, all right? So don't ever give up on anybody. Don't ever look at somebody as a lost cause. We already talked about the subject of life. We do not devalue any kind of life. Because once you devalue any kind of life, then that gives you the, to the ability to devalue all kinds of life. Everybody is redeemable because Jesus Christ died for everybody. Freedom. You think that that is free and then you're just free and you get to do what you want? Actually, freedom makes you a slave to Jesus Christ. And if you're a true slave to Jesus Christ, then your life, your Christian life, will be all about service. Service to your brothers and sisters. Galatians 5 says, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. You've been called to freedom, given to you by Jesus Christ. The only way to get freedom. Only do not use this liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Okay, so that means don't use it to get into sinful things, but it also means don't make your freedom selfish. Don't make it about you. And it says, but through love, serve one another. Because that is what freedom gives you the ability to serve and to serve with giving the glory to God. Okay, because there's a difference here. There's two types of service. There's a service where you do things to make yourself look good and to be the center of it and to receive credentials. We call that a job, okay? And then there's Christian service. And Christian service is where you go out and you do things. There's no repayment. Sometimes you don't even get the person who receives the blessing doesn't even get to know you're the one providing it. All they know is that Jesus Christ loves them. And if you do service in that kind of way, then we can change the world. And you'll get a blessing. That's why nobody likes their job. Because they're doing it the wrong way. If you do Christian service, you get blessed. And it wants you to do more. Isn't that funny how that works out? But freedom should point you towards service for Jesus Christ. All right? And it is the very substance of Jesus Christ. So let no one judge you in food or drink or regarding a festival or a new moon or, or the Sabbaths, which are shadows of things to come. This is written to the Galatians. They, were, uh, they, you know, they had the freedom to eat meat. And Paul said, if, you know, don't ask questions when you go to the, to the um, butcher shop. Don't ask them, like, hey, has this meat been, been sacrificed to idols? Because you know, I can't eat it. You know, just go in and buy it. Don't worry about it because everything... God blesses us with it. If you say a prayer over it, then we bless it. And, uh, you know, these people were getting caught up and they were having arguments in, in trouble. But some of them were actually, you know, taking their freedom and say, well, I could go do this because I've, I've received forgiveness from Jesus Christ. So, you know, I can do it and get forgiveness again. That's not the way that it works, okay? True forgiveness, true freedom comes when we are serving, and we are walking towards Jesus Christ at all times, all right? So, don't judge, and don't put yourself in a position to be judged, but love each other, and don't let these 
differences come and bring hatred and split churches and friendships, okay? I've seen that happen this year on Facebook, okay? Been people, you know, families not even talking to each other anymore because they disagree over, let's just say it, over a politician, okay? There's one of the only politicians I've ever met right there, okay? I mean, they're fighting over people who'll never meet. Anyways, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole and get in trouble. But, I mean, if, if 2020... If 2020 has taught me anything, it's taught me that life is short and it's fragile. And I don't mean that that God's not there to protect you. I've lost friends. I've lost my my friend's parents. I've lost some of my health. What, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? We're, we're killing each other. Life is short. You only get so many opportunities and when you have to take a year off so that you don't spread, you know, diseases and stuff, that won't get 2020 back, the time, okay? It's been, it's been a rough year. But here's the thing. <laughs> Death and sin has no power over me. I'm free. You know what the worst thing that can happen to me is? I die and go to heaven. And there's worse things than dying on this earth. Freedom means you're a slave to Christ. We've already hit this, but Romans 6. But thanks to God that you who once were slaves to sin have an obedient heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed and you have been set free from sin, only don't slide back into your old ways and put the yoke of bondage back on you, but become a slave to righteousness, which means that if you'll spend your time serving and praying for your fellow man and loving other people, then you won't have time to look for that yoke of bondage. Freedom is not selfish. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things make me better. And let no one seek his own, but each one the other's well-being. Don't become a stumbling block to someone. Don't hurt somebody's witness. Don't hurt your own witness. Don't become the reason why somebody sins. Freedom is a gift, 
if any of those who are it, for whatever is sold in the marketplace don't ask questions because Jesus Christ the land that belongs to him freedom is a gift it's a gift from Jesus Christ himself you can't earn it you can't do enough stuff you can't adhere to enough technicalities it is a gift and if you know here's the other thing receive things in love and there are a lot of people who will do anything in the world for you but they don't like to be helped themselves and, and you know I don't that's just their personality and a lot of times you know we'll say don't steal somebody's blessing but I think if if we look at each other and treat each other with respect and love man this world could change and don't judge each other but let's build each other up in encouragement you know there's a way to to provide correction and not do it where you annihilate somebody or you destroy them or you make them unhappy or mad and don't become a stumbling block to somebody okay don't don't do things that hurt people and and, and, and here's the thing if you if you do then go to them and apologize and, and own up just own up and I'm telling you this has been a the last several months I have reached out to people that I've been crossways with and uh, I've been amazed at how people will respond and I'm thankful for that and that can only happen from Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ has given me the freedom of my pride and of my feelings to reach out to people. Okay? Everybody requires grace. No one gets there except by the blood of Jesus Christ. And let's build up and not tear down. All right? And in everything that we do, we do it for the glory to God. All right? Dave, you want to come up or you just want to play the song? So we're going to play a prayer. And then don't, don't log off because I've got, I've got one more special thing left, okay? So let me sum this up. We are a proud people. We have a proud heritage in this country. We have a proud heritage in this church. I'm sure you're proud of your family heritage. Um, and yes, we are a free people, and there have been a lot of people give their lives for our freedom. And we're thankful for that. But true freedom originates with Jesus Christ. Thank you for tuning in to Star Church's sermon. We truly hope that the sermon edified you today and brought you closer to the Lord. For more information about Star Church, visit our website at stargbchurch.com. Once again, that's stargbchurch.com. If you would like to visit our church, our address is 4925 State Road 142 North, El Dorado, Illinois 62930. We now pray that God will bless you as you enter the mission field and bring his word to the world. And as always, we will see you next time here at Star Church. Thank you.